Hello, race fans. Welcome back to another episode of Short Track Guys Podcast. I am your host, Thomas Batters, alongside what is normally two in the studio tonight, but we just have one of Jim Pokrant, driver of the 07, campquipfishing.com sportsman. Uh, Ted Baber of Ted Baber Video Productions is not able to be with us tonight, uh, nor remote or uh, physically here. He had uh, a little fall today at work. Uh, we're wishing him well. And Jim, what what exactly happened? I uh, said he was on a ladder, and he, the ladder came out from under him, and it knocked him out. He landed on his back. Uh, he just talked to him in the emergency room. He's uh, got a couple fractured ribs, and uh, he's bruised up, but his ego's probably hurt more than anything else. And we wish you the best, Ted. I hope you get better soon, brother. We need you back on here. Yeah, we'll see you uh, hopefully uh, uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed next Wednesday. And I don't know about with cra- messed-up ribs. He's probably going to be hurting even then, but we, we want you back, man. Just get some rest. Yeah, like a, like a doctor said one time to me, he said, put a Band-Aid on it and come on back. That's like, it. Just d- take a deep breath and keep digging. Yep. So uh, we hope you're here next Wednesday. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to kind of pick it up and, and do the two-man show tonight. Um, Jim, we've got uh, a big race coming up. We've got a lot to cover up in the last few weeks. We do apologize for being absent for the last couple of few weeks uh, from some circumstances within our short track family. Um, but uh, things have kind of stabled out a little bit where we can get back to talking short track racing and we're going to cover up some of the past events that uh, are big, and we got some big names. But uh, let's go back to that sportsman stable and see what you got going on getting ready for the Derby. Oh, I just one other thing before we get started with that. I just want to say, uh, keep with the thoughts and prayers for DJ Vanderly. Uh, I saw his dad recently on uh, the Five Flags show, and um, he's doing better. He's still hurting. He's he's moving his shoulders. There's no telling how. Uh, his recovery is going to go. So I ask for thoughts and prayers for him and his family. And if you can donate a little bit to help him out, that'd be great. Um, well, we're just trying to get ready for the snowball derby. We're uh, hanging a new body on the old girl. And, uh, thanks. Big shout out to Martin Beck, my crew chief. He got us another rear end. We're going to try and, um, just try some different things and see if we can't get it faster. Uh, my teammate's not going to get to race. His back won't let him. So we're going to put Mike, uh, Gorham in the car for the derby driving the 343 car. We've got some work to do on it, too. So we're just uh, humming along every night at the shop trying to get stuff done. And uh, thank you to all the guys that give us a hand and our sponsors. And uh, we'll try to get the win for the Derby. Yeah, I know you're looking for that elusive win. Uh, not such a great season as opposed to last year winning the championship. But, um, you know, you could go out with a bang and at least if not a win, uh, you know, a podium finish should, you know, have a, a better look on this past season. Well, a podium would be nice, but I want that derby. Uh, I'd spend my grandmother out to win a snowball derby. So, you know, it's that's a big one. It's it's on my bucket list. It's probably the last thing I'd want to do in racing right now is win a snowball derby, and then I can be happy. And uh, we're going to try real hard this uh, December and uh, give them heck. And the derby's looking good this year, so it's going to be a heck of a show. If you ain't got your tickets, get them. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, that would be uh, like a four-day deal and come down on Monday and park and bring your camper or, or an RV or something and mm-hmm. just kind of uh, you know, hang out. And you'll have probably the best week in racing uh, that you've seen if you haven't been here. Oh, yeah. The camaraderie in the in the – in the campground areas and, and the, the, there's the thousand things to do. The racing is always awesome. It's always a great show. We got some great drivers coming in this year. It's just star, 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 star. And, uh, from what I understand, uh, Thomas, there's a $10,000 bonus to the first, uh, rookie. Uh, his first ever start in a snowball derby, the best finishing 
rookie gets an extra bonus of ten grand. Yeah, that's pretty a big incentive to come race. Yeah, that that is, and uh, I would imagine a lot of these thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year olds yeah. are going to uh, you know kind of say, Dad. Can we turn this pro into a super and go down there or vice versa? Yeah. Well, it's not that easy at Five Flags. You've got to test. It's, it's an old girl that she's fickle on a late model. You can have a setup that works one race, come back the next one, and you got to make a bunch of changes. So they got a lot of work to do. But it, it's going to be interesting to, to watch that race inside the race. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty intuitive there to, to pull out that kind of thing to you know generate some more interest in the, in the race. And, and uh, maybe we'll see some of these guys come in in the future. Uh, that come and take that ten thousand dollar prize. That's pretty steep there for you know first time best finisher in the snowball derby. Very true, very true. Uh, Greg Jones was on the Dale Junior download and he brought up when he won and beat Kyle Busch. And I said, you know, if you ever go look at the history of the winners of the snowball derby, a lot of them are in the Cup Series and a lot of them are contenders for championships. And we have several that are champions in the Cup Series, so that's kind of cool that our little short track, you know, somebody wins the snowball derby, they go on to win a big NASCAR championship. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we got stars on our show pretty much all the time, whether it's a guest on the phone remotely or if it's somebody we're just mentioning names of. Uh, speaking of Motor Mile Speedway here, just a little bit ago, uh, we've talked about the Smart Modified Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about pavement. We try to talk dirt as much as we can. Um, we've thrown out Bobby Labonte and Burt Myers and Jason Myers, those guys. Brandon Ward um, takes the, the results there at Motor Mile Speedway, the Bradford race, but Caleb Heaty ends up winning the championship over Brandon Ward, Bobby Labonte, which is one of those... Uh, uh, I think a NASCAR Cup championship Cup name that we've Hall mentioned. Famer. Hall of Famer, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, in the 25 car. Uh, and Brian Lofton and Burt Myers, uh, you know him with the Myers brothers there. And at, mm-hmm. uh, what's that famous racetrack they go around? Uh, I think it's kind of like Bowman Gray Bowman or something. Bowman Gray, yeah, the Madhouse. Yeah, the Madhouse. Uh, so you know all the Myers brothers. But um, yeah, Caleb Heaty, congratulations to him uh, for winning that smart modified tour, running with Tommy Baldwin Racing, which is a big name. Um, not only just in that smart tour, but, uh, some upper echelon series too, as well. But, um, Hey, I mean, there's some port city shout outs too. And I think we've got one at the bottom that one quick thing. I don't want to throw this in here real quick. The Myers brothers, you know, who their dad was, right? He was a famous, uh, NASCAR driver named Bobby Myers who was killed. And you know who their brother is? I don't. Danny chocolate Myers, the former Jack man for, uh, Dale Uh, Earnhardt. The three car. Yeah. Hmm. They're all related. They're my, they're the Myers brothers. How about that? Racing yeah. runs into family, huh? Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, it, but he, I think he got killed at Darlington. Got hit broadside in the driver's door, and it, or he, no, he flipped. He got hit and he barrel rolled and ended up ended up getting him killed that day. It was he died at the racetrack right there on the track. Yeah, yeah anytime you hear that kind of news, it just uh, whether it's now or yesterday or ten years ago or a hundred years ago, you don't want to hear that kind of stuff. No, but I mean, I'm just, I'm, I was just thinking that the Myers brothers, and it, a lot of people don't know they're related to Danny Chocolate Myers. Right. Yeah, the famous three car, of course. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Port City shout outs for Nick Ross at Mahoning Valley uh, Speedway in Leighton, Pennsylvania. Cody Hall at Crisp Motorsports Park in Cordell, mm-hmm. Georgia. Chad Chafin at Montgomery Speedway, which is uh, kind of our backyard a little bit north of us, but, um, and Jamie Curtis. Uh, Claremont Motorsports Park. And last but not least, uh, our buddy, our friend, our racer, Bubba Pollard. Get Citrus to Port City County. win where? Citrus County, the full throttle 100. 
He's getting ready for the uh, All-American 400, so we look forward to seeing Bubba get some more wins this year. Glad to have him back on a winning streak. Yeah, that's a, that's a big uh, step and, and a lot of momentum uh, going into the All-American 400 with the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway this weekend. There are more than 40 teams uh, wow. labeled for this, and uh, I'm just going to run over maybe 10 of them, and I'm going to go from start to bottom. They've got... Um, they got it in order of numbers, uh, but Michael House, Luke Van House, will be with the SRX series, mm-hmm. uh, a slinger, uh, Casey Johnson, uh, Jackson Boone, uh, Austin Nason, Carson Hosevar, Gabe Summers, Hunter Robbins, which is our local here, yep, um, yep. Sammy Smith, Donnie Wilson Donnie, Group. Another Donnie Wilson car, yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, William Sawalich, and I, we're going to touch on him in just a second after we get through this list, because this kid is... Um, I on think a mission. On a mission, and he's only 15, maybe going on 16. Uh, he's going to be somebody to watch because he has absolutely ripped up the field in both Supers and Pros this year. Uh, Jeff Storm, which is a big story last year in the Derby, uh, uh, starting, well, he, he qualified 30th and got in the field on time, uh, which was a big deal to him, and that was more like a win for that team. Uh, Bubba Pollard, Casey Roderick. Willie Allen, and I mean, just the list goes on and on and on. And I could go probably the next hour with these lists of names that we've talked about for going on two years. Mm, yeah, definitely. Be a good show. The All-America 400 always is. And maybe our boy Bubba Pollard could uh, could get a victory. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm sure Nassie and all them will be there. It's going to be a great show. Always is, man. It's That's one of the biggest races in the Southeast. Yeah, yeah, and, it's, uh, it is a big one. And uh, speaking of Stephen Nassie, he just won a big one in Winchester, Winchester yeah. Indiana. Yeah, two laps down with two flat tires came back to win that race in a dominant fashion. It's good to see, uh, you know, from Pinellas Park, Florida. He's a Florida boy. Uh, wasn't a fan of his to begin with, but I am now, and I'm glad to see him winning. It's good to see a a guy from Florida kicking their behinds. And uh, speaking of Nashville, keep your ears open. I heard uh, a little birdie say on the Dale Jr. Download that there's a big announcement coming for Nashville through NASCAR. So hopefully uh, we'll get that track, you know, up and more famous again and, and back the way it used to be. Well, that's good. Uh, you know, Stephen Nassie, Jake Finch, Matt Craig, uh, Logan Bearden, the number four. 69, you know, that fire car. Michael Hine, he's going to be there. And Kyle Bryant, uh, the 79 here from Navarre. Uh, the Bryant family here with Five Flags Speedway locally in Pensacola, Florida. Kyle's going to go up there and, and um, give it his best and uh, wish him all the best because he is in our backyard. And, uh, you know, we wish him all the luck in the world to get uh, get a good job done there and make it. I also see where Kyle Bryant is putting his car out there for lease for the Snowball Derby. If anybody late model team is interested in renting a new Fury chassis with a good, strong motor, it'd be a good car for somebody to get in and learn. Um, you probably can make the show with it. Just saying, he just contact Kyle Bryant at Bryant Racing Equipment, and um, they'll, they'll put you in deal with a, a good super late model to drive for the Snowball. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and Augie Grill, too. Oh, Augie yeah. Real's coming in the 88 car. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I don't know the situation with that number, uh, but uh, it's good to see that name. Uh, I know I can relate to it with the 112, but uh, good luck to all those guys. And uh, I can't wait because that that is a big race. It's 400 laps in Nashville. Yep. And some of the biggest names have won that race. Daryl Waltrip's won it. Um, a lot of big name drivers have gone down and won that race course. Daryl's famous for racing in Nashville, but it's going to be a great show. I've been to it once. Um 
it's it's an awesome show if you've never been to that racetrack it's pretty cool you feel the history when you walk through the little tunnel into the infield it's uh it's a pretty cool place we got a lot of these guys coming down for the derby and uh you know it's it's always one of the biggest races of the year it has happened to be the last race of the year um the super late models pro late models uh, that saturday night and sunday um and they're all getting ready and these big races um albeit before the biggest race at the end of the year they all play a part in a series and the Southern super series now I understand is joining teams, um, with a national series that starts next year. Yeah. I've heard that. It's, that looks pretty like a big deal. I mean, you never know. I mean, we need a series that would, uh, do like that, like the all pro super series or the old ASA where guys could race across the country and race for big purses and put the spotlight back on the drivers and not, uh, you know, just, just on late models in general, but just a better show for everybody. And it's a more of a money-making deal. Some more local teams will come race instead of just the rich people. You know what I mean? And yeah. Just, I think it'd just be a great deal for a lot of teams. Might get some interest back in some late model racing. Yeah. And if people are wondering, I think, um, you know, the Xfinity Series on a national level and then the Cup Series on Sunday on a national level, you can take that and compare that to the pro late models and the super late models. The pro late models are, uh, if, if you looked at one or the other, you would not know the difference other than the package that's underneath body because the bodies are pretty much identical. Yep. The shocks and everything. Just, just mainly it's the engines. Right. So that, that's, if you, you want to look at it, that type of perspective, the Xfinity series, cup series, well, you can look at pro late models, super late models. That's, you can compare those two. So the pro late models will be Xfinity. The super late models will be cup series and there's, in a super late model world. Now, if you have a national series, um, we've got uh, Jeremy Doss, uh, Jesse Love, Derek Thorne coming from California, uh, you know, the Donnie Wilson stable from Oklahoma, uh, the guys from, you know, the William Byrons and the Swalages from Minnesota, the Minnesota Missile, yeah. uh, and from Michigan and all, you know, in Canada. They're all coming down and running these big races, but not as many come to those races other than to the Snowball Derby. We seem to get... Because this is the Snowball Derby, yes, we seem to get more of the drivers from around a broader region in the country and in Canada than any other big race. So that tell you a little bit about how big that Derby is. Oh yeah, well the thing is too, everything else is closed down, so a lot of guys come down and treat it as a vacation. They come down with their families and they spend a week in Florida, and usually the weather's really nice. It's warm. You can go to the beach. You can do whatever. Even during the December months, even though it is the Snowball Derby, it's we haven't had a cold, cold snowball derby in a long time, and I hope we continue that trend because I hate cold weather. But it's an awesome show, and it's, it's I mean, the best of the best. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many guys like Kyle Busch have won it, you know? And, and uh, like I said, uh, just uh, it's a spectacular show. Yeah, I mean, we've, you best. know, David Reagan and uh, yeah. David Stremme and, and Kyle Busch and a lot of his um, – uh, not only just Kyle Busch, but you've had other drivers that have come in and had understudies like John Hunter Nemechek and, and Christian Eckes and William Byron and uh, Eric Jones Eric that have Jones, come through yeah. the field that have come through Pensacola and look where they're what where they are now. Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, obviously. I mean, yeah. Cup champions. Yeah. Darrell Waltrip, cup champion. Right. You know, and cup winners. How many cup winners do we have? Or uh, truck series winners, or Xfinity winners that are that are racing have, have come down here and run run races, and run the Snowball Derby. So and and even those guys are in the big series like William Byron and guys that are winning 
in cup races are going, I got to win a snowball derby, man. My career's not complete unless I get a derby under my belt, you know? Yeah, yeah and that's where, that's where Bubba Pollard racing steps in because i you know to be honest with you i've been following him for a long time you and mm-hmm. i and and ted amongst millions of others probably uh are big fans of Bubba Pollard racing uh not only him as a person him as a racer but what he does uh to be able to do what he does and that's that's what's attractive about being a race fan uh to see somebody work so hard and then get in the shop and work harder and be successful like that and that's the last race I think that he's got to put on his shoulders. I pretty much, yeah. He's won everybody, everything else. Oxford two fifty. He's won the All American four hundred, I believe. He's won a lot of big races, but the Snowball Derby is the one that eludes him. And uh, I, I think he'd probably do a mic drop. Probably, I'm out, I'm done. I'm going to retire now. I'm happy. I got this over with. He's won a Rattler. He's won everything. So, yeah, we'd like to see him get it. That's for sure. Yeah, if he does, I yeah, you know, I wouldn't see him. Uh, you know, kind of really just drop the mic. I I think he would probably continue because he's not really that old. He's not. I don't know. I, he said a while back if he could win a derby, he'd retire. Well, yeah, that's what he said. So, you know, may he may not do it, but it you know it'd be cool to. To walk away, like we talked about when Rich Bickle retired, how cool would have been to him win the Derby for the last time? Yeah. And just, just, I'm out. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping now that I hear that, if that's true, if he does win the Derby, he's retired. I'm hoping he doesn't win the Derby now (laughs) because I enjoy talking about him during the year and seeing his, seeing his success, you know, with Port City and him juggling around and making business decisions and working hard time, uh, and then performing like he does. It just, um, He's a, he's a true racer, and he's, he's a good person to look up to as a race fan. He is. And, I mean, you know, we were talking about earlier about, you know, getting started in racing. And uh, one of our fans sent you an email and was talking about how does he get started because he's always wanted to, but he has no mechanical ability. Well, it was the same thing with you. When you started, you didn't know what to do, but as a chassis setup was when I met you. You know, I started helping you and got you running closer to the front. And... uh I mean, the basic thing to do, and Five Flags is doing this this year, they're starting a Crown Vic class. And Tim Bryant's building a bunch of them. I think they're going to be renter racers. My suggestion to you is if you think you want to race cars, go rent one of them and try it. If you've got a buddy that's got a car, say, hey, man, come on out. I mean, uh, what's what's our fan's name? John Parsons. John Parsons. Yep. My name's Jim Pokrant. Come out to Five Flags one Friday night or at the Derby on Thursday night or meet me. Say you're going to meet us out there Wednesday night. Come on out and talk to me, and we'll 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 get you acclimated around the cars and let you learn some things. Because I had I've got a crew member didn't know anything about it either, and he's now like neck deep in it. Will Hay, but Will's been busy lately. He hadn't been able to come to the track with us, but we could use some help. You guys come out and help us. And uh, like I said, this Crown Vic class is going to be big. I guarantee because a lot of racetracks went to this and it works out. Rent a car and try it, or if you got a buddy that's got a car, get in it and ask him. So look, can I ride around and practice by myself? Just See what it feels like and see if it's something you really want to get into. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you get out there and you're scared, maybe it's not for you. But if you get out there and that adrenaline picks up and you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do, then you know, then you get some friends together and you get somebody to help you and you build a race car. Because that's what I did. I My first car, my friends helped me build it. Went out there and raced it. I won the first heat race I ever entered. Addicted ever since. I'm yeah. 29 years involved in this mess. Yeah, I think nerves have a lot to play in it. I don't I don't know if it's, you know, you're going to be a tough guy. Yeah, you're going to be a tough guy. I remember when we were building the car out uh, with my buddy Aaron Biscavage out in uh, Baker, uh, Florida. Uh, his mother came out in the shop one late evening early on building the car, my original car. 
And so she kind of leaned on the hood, just kind of looked at me uh, eye to eye and said, so you think you're going to race, huh? And I looked at her eye to eye and I said, ain't no thinking about it. <laughs> so I had already made up my mind that this is what was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't realize how it happened. And yeah. so I had to learn, you know, the hard way. I went to, and this is uh, kind of embarrassing to put this out in public, but I got sent to AutoZone for parts. And I was introduced to blinker fluid and muffler bearings. <laughs> and there happened to be girls, women, young women behind mm -hmm. the counter. And did they have a big time with me? Oh, I'm sure. And immediately I put the two and two together and I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And they're laughing, rolling around like, I can't believe somebody's pulled this on someone else. So when I got what I needed... Outside of that, I went back to the shop, and Aaron, I could see his grin when I got back to the shop, because he knew exactly what I'd gone through. Yeah. And so, he asked me, did I have any tools? I said, I have a switchblade uh, and a toothpick. And he goes, well, that's not going to cut it. So, you can tell where I started yeah. with nothing. Yeah. And so, you know, the best eight, ten years of my life behind the race car learning, I, I wouldn't exchange that for anything. Oh, no. But, you know, I've gone to this before. There's a lot of young people that don't want to get their hands dirty and don't want to learn. There's no shop classes anymore. There's no going to George Stone. There's no, you know, these kids don't want to do it. And that's a shame because I had some of the best times of my life been in a race shop laughing with my buddies and building stuff and putting stuff together and going, man, it looks like crud. But, hey, you know what? It's going to get out there and it's going to make laps. And that's all I care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you start winning, and then, you know, then you, you know, they're riding around and not being able to finish kind of sucks. You know, this past year has been the worst season I've ever had, and it just eats at me because, I mean, we're a winning team, and, you know, we didn't do crap this year. But like I said, man, if you want to get involved, get your butt out to the racetrack, hang out with everybody, learn, get to know folks, and you come to the shop and learn what to do. I mean, we give you small tasks until you learn how to do it, and then eventually you pick up on everything, and it works out great. And uh, I never got anybody with the muffler bearing, but I did send a guy into Sears one time for a wire stretcher. He, I needed, I told him I needed calibrated wire stretchers, and he went into Sears. And he was gone about forty-five minutes. He come back mad. They they sent me to every department in that store and said there's no such thing. I was like, yeah, there's no such thing, man. We got you. Calibrated wire spreaders. Stretcher. Stretcher. Yeah, the wire was too short. We got to stretch it, so you know, they need to be green handled and calibrated. Uh -oh. Yeah. Green handles for the size of wire we used, and they were calibrated. And he took off running. Yeah, well, I, 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 you know, that goes along with the two transmissions. You know, I, it's, I don't know how they got in there. Do you want us to take one out? And then we noticed the left side tires on the right side. Do you want us to swap them back mm -hmm. out because they're fifty dollars a piece to root? You know, you can go on and on about that stuff. Oh, but yeah. Come to Five Flags, get down in the pits, come talk to Jim and the team, um, and just kind of hang out, learn a little bit about it, and then go look for a car and. And go from there. Just uh, who you run into uh, is how you're going to develop. And for me, I, I don't know what it was. It wasn't really to go out and win. It was to uh, experience the thrill. Oh, yeah. uh, when Sonny Holland was out there and uh, Jason Majors and those guys were running that sports uh, spectator class at spectator, that time in yeah. 01 and 02, I wondered from in the stands what it would be like and what it, what it was. And so I just went and searched and looked for race cars. Mm -hmm. You know, I found a car in Chicago for $600. I didn't know it was an enduro car. And I sent it to my oldest brother, Gary. He said, you don't want that car. It's an enduro car. And it's from Chicago. How are you going to get it down there? Are you going to, you know, put it on a train? 
And so uh, that so that's where I kind of started, and I found one locally in Baker with Aaron, and uh, it was an unbelievable situation, and I, I didn't have the money to pay for it all at one time. I paid half down, and then I paid it off in the next month, and he called me out of the blue and said, hey, man, you need to come out here, and we need to start working on this race car. And you want to talk about a mic drop moment. Mm-hmm. I was in the office, and I dropped the phone. I'm like, ah, okay. So I take my clothes, and I drive to Baker every night, and we got the car in 13 months, and I was out on the racetrack not knowing what I was doing. So that was that was the start of everything. So Mr. Parsons out there, if that uh, if that helps at all, uh, that was our uh, how to get started moment. And I'm, I'm sure Jim got a story about oh, yeah. back in ninety. Six or seven when he got started, how you know he bought his first car and got started and with the cage and the engine and finding all the parts and putting it together and learning. So, yeah, it started at the beginning. Well, I mean, in '93, I had a Dodge Charger I bought from Jack Rodriguez for 200 bucks. We put a roll bar in it. I won my first heat race. I blew the engine in the feature, so we put a bigger motor in it and it was nose heavy. I plowed the wall, destroyed it, built another one, came back, raced some more, sold that car. And a buddy of mine was building a dirt modified, asphalt modified, and he had started building a sportsman car. And he said, I'll give you this. It was a brand new roll cage. I'll give it to you with all these parts if you'll build an asphalt car. Done. So I found me a Grand Prix, cut the cage out of what he was building because he cut it out too much. Put it and put my car and everything together. Eli Williams, one of my good buddies at the time, well, he lived in Alberta, Alabama, and I used to drive from Pete Moore Chevrolet all the way to Alberta every night. Same thing you're talking about. Yeah. And would be out there at 11, 12 o'clock at night, get home, get a shower, yep. get in the bed, get up, go to work, and did that for about a month. Midnight or Yeah. Until we got the car done. And then a friend of mine had a motor, and he let me borrow his motor and transmission. And then we went out and raced, and then we swapped it over to a standard. And then we, you know, his motor blew up, so I went and bought one. And it just went on from there. And, man, we had so much fun. And it, I'm, the friends I've made, I wouldn't know you if you hadn't pitted next to me that night and I helped you with your car. Yep. I wouldn't know Ted. I wouldn't know Martin, really. I wouldn't know my buddy Ben. I wouldn't know anybody if it wasn't for racing in general. So it's something that it, it's a blast to do. You make a lot of friends. It's 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 really cool. Now, I've lost some women over it, but, you know, hey, it's, it is what it is on that part. They don't understand the, the thrill, but when they do and they or you need to hold on to her if she, she understands it. I know I've got a few friends that are married to some women that allow them to spend the money and do whatever. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would relate that to frenemies uh, from one of your heroes, Daryl Walters, kind of come up with that term with mm-hmm. frenemies, uh, because you do. I mean, you meet a lot of people, uh, you learn a lot. Uh, it's a it's a totally different experience. Um, the smell, um, you'll have three or four, which is just the rubber, uh, the fuel, and the the smoking and sparking of cutting cages and metals and. It's just a, it's a totally different situation, and it's something I really uh, got glued to. Uh, I was into it from the very beginning, and I'll never forget his mom saying, so you think you're going to race? And I said, there's no thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I had made up my mind, this is what I'm going to do. And, and we went uh, three races, I think, and then uh, Hurricane Ivan came in in 2004, mm-hmm. uh, damaged the track, and then they ended up getting the derby together, and there were 34 cars in our class. Mm-hmm. And I was I was up against uh, I mean we're talking about six lap heat races and I'm getting I'm getting lapped with one to go in a heat race and so uh, my big race was the snowball derby and my brother's looking at you're gonna run the snowball derby and I'm like yeah 
I was in that race that year. Yeah, 34 I, cars, and they were going to take 32 in time. And Dan Spence got up there and said, no, nah, you know, there's only two of you left. We're going to start the whole field. So I yep. started 33rd, and I absolutely lost my bleep. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> you know? So, and I finished 18th several laps down, but, I mean, not a scratch on the car. And I went up to the fence and saw my family, and I was like, I was on cloud nine. I oh, did sure. what I was supposed to do. I, You know, I was a spectator, and I watched the race and raced at the same time. I loved it. Well, I, that was that race for me was the first one back in spectator. Right, and uh, we had a drive shaft that was just barely in, uh, barely the yoke was barely in the transmission, and we did we practiced and it was fine. Went out for the race. I qualified eighth. I pulled it into high gear down the front straightaway, and the drive shaft left me, and I coasted around and parked the car, and because that was the year that that Ivan did hit, and we built that car, and. Um, Dave put on the side, I'll never forget, I didn't have a chance to paint it or anything. We had, he, he bought me some decals, 07, and he put Hurricane Jim on the side of the car. And the hood was still painted blue because when we did the blue roof, you know, he's supposed to put a sign out front. So he spray painted the hood blue, leaned it up against the tree and put the row number, uh, the ROE number on the hood of the car that was still on there the day I raced it at the Derby. Hmm. Wow. And we were like fifth fastest in practice and qualified eighth and then broke. Oh. That was sick. There you have it. Yeah. That's so, part of racing. It is. You know, some of the questions I went through at the beginning, I asked Jason Majors how long uh, tires lasted. He goes, well, it just depends on how you, you know, how you're, you know, this and that and the other thing. And he's using this jargon and this terminology. I had I had no idea what he was talking about. How loose you are. And he said, well, if you're just out here to run laps, so I'm just 50. And I'm like, okay. So I had a number to judge myself on, and I still didn't understand. <laughs> How to put that in play because I'm I'm talking about learning how stagger and then uh, caster and camber and all that you know to get the car to turn and it it took a, a while and I still really didn't catch on to it but I I had a great time and so um, you know if you just look for a car buy it get some people together and have fun like Jim said you know when he got started it was just really just to have fun and that's what he's probably lived his uh, racing career on is to go out and be successful. Uh, to you know the level of however financially stable it is uh, but it's bottom line is to have fun and load it up and go home and, and talk about it yeah At, uh, they said that you know there's somewhere there's a there's a driver with a um, toter home and a big big trailer getting a beer out of a refrigerator complaining about the cost of racing and there's a guy with a beat up pickup truck and a clapped out street stock popping a beer out of a cooler saying man what a fun night i had yeah so make sure you have fun that's what it's all about don't take it too seriously just have a good time yeah and don't skimp on safety i no, never gonna put that yeah. bottom line if anybody's listening to get started to buy what you need uh don't skimp on safety no make sure the car's safe before you go out there and buy gloves and shoes and a helmet and a good, a good helmet and a good fire suit and, you know, buy good belts. Don't put used belts in the car. Make sure you got everything you need to, to get through because none of us are going to NASCAR. We're all going to have to go home and make a living. If we get hurt in a race car, we can't do that. That's true. So. And so, uh, Mr. Parsons, I hope that helps a little bit. And uh, we look forward to hearing you uh, uh, again. Maybe we can have you on sometime and see uh, maybe you've gotten involved in racing and um, I hope that helps everybody else that uh, might have had that same question. We appreciate the support uh, from our outside listeners uh, through Facebook and through our hosting. Uh, we appreciate it. And, you know, that uh, we go back, you know, it, your support is our motivation. That's why we continue to do this. And I want to give a, a, a little prayer out to uh, uh, Ted and hope he gets better soon. Yeah. 
Um, you know, we don't like anybody falling off of anything, uh, <laughs> being a step stool or a ladder. No. But uh, hope to have him back here. Uh, if I have to put him in a wheelchair to bring him here uh, for next week, uh, we'll do that. But, uh, Jim, it's, it's been cool, and uh, I don't know what else to say. Glad to be back. That's all I can tell you, man. We we love doing this, and thank you all for being patient for the few weeks we've been out of here. It's just a situation that had to happen, and, um, you know, we'll we'll get back to it, and we're going to keep on throughout the year. We're, we're not going to stop throughout the winter. we got a lot of stuff to talk about, things to do, guests to get on here. So uh, I guess there's one last thing, last thing we have to do, isn't it? I think it's a one, two, three. Let's go, Brandon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you very much. Good night.